And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. We're live again, Matt, on Sunday night at 10 o'clock over here on Twitch. We got a full house over here with some of our favorites there. We got Derek and Tevya and KT and all, all the warriors coming to check us out live. And it's a good thing they are, Matt, because to combat YouTube's new algorithmic fuckery, uh, the video version of the show on YouTube is going every other week. So the only way to see our beautiful faces and, you know, watch the show as... God intended, I assume, is to either be a $5 patron or come out here to the live show. That is, until YouTube fixes their shit. Yeah, which hopefully should be soon. We can only hope so. Again, uh, we're going to try that out for a bit. We're going to see how that does for numbers. Uh, a fan last week said, hey, why don't you just cut up the new section and put that up because that would probably be shorter and be a little taste of podcast content. We might end up doing that. The more I think about that, I think that's maybe not a terrible idea, but God knows when Matt and I get started, sometimes the new segment can be 30 minutes. It can be, yeah. Half the show, at least. Yeah, this can be. This is the fucking problem with YouTube, too, where it's like, hey, we're punishing longer content now. Well, how much longer? Eh, we're not going to tell you. Figure it out, dude. Yeah, yeah, we'll decide when you've made it long. We'll yeah, say well, it needs to be longer. Yeah, in class. shorter. Classic YouTube faction. Well, how do you decide? Well, do it, and then we'll decide, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, do it, and then we'll plant the goalposts. Then we'll plant the goalposts. It got us this far, and it's doing great. <laughs> Tevya, I love this new segment. Oh, Oh, yeah, this new segment complaining about YouTube. What a great segment at the top of every channel. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to count my blessings, though, because this week, Matt, this week was all right for me. If you follow me on Twitter, I got my first vax finally. Really good. Really good to hear. How are you doing with that? You vaxed up yet? No, not yet. Not yet. I, I think I'm still like a couple of months away. Yeah. Well, I, my, I, my mom and dad just got their first one that's good. last week, I think. I think Australia, the Australian model, in correct me if I'm wrong, is on the same model that Canada was on, and that is we're doing it in phases, and all yep. the young, healthy people, us, you get moved right to the very end. Maybe you'll get it in the summer. In yep. Can Okay, yeah, so in Canada, it was supposed to be August, but I guess they got like four million new ones or something, so they moved it up a couple months, and now mm -hmm. everyone... Uh, 18 and older is allowed to get it so i i had to travel a town over and i had to make multiple appointments but i eventually did get my first one i got the pfizer and uh, i was not sick i was really expecting to have side effects because when my mom got it she got the astrazeneca but she was uh really sick there for a bit yeah my, my mom and dad weren't uh at all sick as well and they got the pfizer as well so yeah, i guess it's like the pfizer is the one that you don't get really that sick on <laughs> I, I guess well but again everyone says it differently because some people are like, oh no it's the second pfizer that actually <coughs> makes you uh, sick there because your body's got to build the antibodies another person i was talking to who's like uh what is it in the know they say you actually want to get a little sick because that means your body is like building antibodies to fight the thing i'm like oh okay yeah, you want to get a little bit of the corona. Just, you like, just a sniff. Just just, just, a, sniff just a little taste. Just a little taste under the gum. So, you know, it's... <laughs> as, a, as Glad Max in the chat says, Matt got a PS5 instead of a vaccine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It seems at a point where those are the two things that people want yeah, more I than I could get vaccine right or PS5, and I chose the PS5. And he never looked back. <laughs> I, I also took a lot of precautions, too, where I just, like, drank a bunch of Gatorade and slept yeah yeah that probably did help yeah i i didn't know if we'd be able to do the show but 24 hours later and i'm like oh i'm feeling all right so i guess it's showtime then <laughs> what uh what did you do uh with your week matt anything fun uh 
Not really. Oh, well, yesterday I actually did some really fun. I did some baking. Ooh, um, nice. I'm, I made some red velvet cupcakes oh, and hell yeah. some cinnamon scroll roll thingies. Nice, like the nice. Cinnabon sort of things. Oh, those are good. They they turned out really, really well. I, I was kind of worried, like, when we were making them, I was like, ah... I don't know. It's mm. kind of like sticking to like the yep. where we were rolling it out on, and then it yep. just like works, and it, it they were really fucking good. I've uh, I've been trying to get as much baking in as I can. If people who follow me on my Instagram know, I made brownies and I made pound cake mainly because it's fucking summer heat here now. It's goddamn stifling, so I had to get all my oven chores in before it got too hot. <laughs> In fact, we're at that kind of like shitty point right now where it's like, okay, you could probably open the window or you could run the air conditioner because you can probably get it about the same at night. So, you know, pick what you're going to do. So windows are open. (laughs) Victoria Day is tomorrow. So if you hear fireworks, that's what they're doing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. uh, My condo is the worst for an air conditioner because it's got like the big windows. So I got to like friggin' jerry-rig a tube out the side and everything and it just genuinely sucks and i've done it every summer luckily i got a better more powerful air conditioner this year this one's twelve thousand btus but i just feel like it gets one room of my condo really good and then the rest is just hot and shitty (laughs) i'm legitimately thinking i need to either buy an air bed or like a cot or something and just set it up in the air conditioner room (laughs) so that's what my week's been like uh Man, had a had a ton of new shows there. I watched the first episode of Modoc, but never got to go back and watch the rest. I I haven't yeah I haven't watched it uh, yet. I've been keep meaning to, but I've been a little bit busy with some other stuff. Disney Plus, uh, I, I guess they're doing this fun devious thing. I don't know if they do it on the Australian version, but they do it here. When it's uh, what is it shows that I guess they're involved with but don't own straight up. They did it with Solar Opposites and they did it with Modoc, where it's like, look, we'll put the first episode on here and you can watch it, and then if you like it, pay for the app. Yeah, we, I think we've got we got the first episode uh, when when it uh, when it came out on Friday, and I don't know whether we got the rest. I, I think they just give you one episode as a taste, and then it's like, hey, if you want to buy Hulu, go buy Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like freaking come on guys, put it all together, come on. Yeah, we only get the first episode. Yeah, I know with Hulu there was some like some weird fuckery where it like came together under another regime that doesn't exist anymore, even though it's a Marvel property. Yeah. It's a whole it's a whole weird thing on that. S- speaking of weird uh streaming things, you hear what is it like Warner Brothers uh, acquired Discovery? Yeah, yeah, AT and T is merging Warner Brothers and Discovery together and they it means that AT&T won't own that company anymore. Uh, oh, thank you, Curio Chris. I just saw that. I will fully admit, I don't know much about Discovery and what shows they have and what that actually means. But just, yeah, another big company absorbed another company. It, it mean, oh, it's, oh, I guess that was the History Channel. I was going to say, it's, it just means it's just going to be a lot more movies about Hitler. Ah, uh, of course. Man. And, and shit like that. <laughs> man, Hitler was a busy guy. He was building super weapons, you know, occult <laughs> stuff. Uh, to, to go by the History Channel, Hitler was doing a new different thing every day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, getting involved in occult rituals, yeah, you know, yeah. managing drug problems, but as you said, building super weapons. <laughs> I mean, Hitler for the world, you know, just terrible. Hitler for the History Channel, a boon and a gift that doesn't stop giving. <laughs> When half their content is like that in Pawn Stars. I guess that's what it really means is that I can watch like Pawn Stars and shows like that on HBO Max at some point. I 
Yeah, I guess so. Which I'm sure for some people will actually be enough for people to want to get HBO Max now. Yeah, or, or, or does this mean that HBO Max ceases to exist and becomes something else? Becomes Discovery <laughs> Max or something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, HBO Discovery or something. It, it's fucking nuts, too, because some people are like, oh, yeah, on the, like the same week they announced this, they also announced, oh, yeah, Cartoon Network is going to be making sequel finale movies to Venture Brothers and Aqua Team Hunger Force and Metalocalypse, and it's like, yeah. oh, will that be affected by this? That seems weird. Yeah. There's, there's a lot going on. It feels, again, it feels like that company's a little rudderless, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> but, you know, I, I hope this doesn't mean I have to buy another app. I actually shelled out six bucks this week to get the College Humor app dropout. Because <laughs> they do, like, one or two shows I really like and want to keep up with, and I'm like, all right, you got me. I'm not going to pirate these. <laughs> I like your content enough and you all seem like cool people and honestly you're like YouTubers like me so I would feel like an extra dickbag if I pirated <laughs> yeah yeah because you guys are like one or two steps away from me and what I do so you know we gotta we gotta respect each other a little bit I guess <laughs> it's Dimension 20 everyone the other stuff is nice gravy but you know anything with Brendan Lee Mulligan on it I gotta watch that <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah do we want to hop into the news this week sure all right, so we got actually a nice little smattering, and again, if you want to see the video version of this, you gotta, you gotta get it, you gotta get it somehow. You either gotta be here live, or you gotta be there somewhere else. Also, thank you, uh, M Vicious Cosplay, as always. Thank you for the good, uh, for the good, good that you're always up on. Yeah, how about that Carnage trailer? What about <laughs> it? Was pretty Carnagey. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we we talked about that anyway last year. It's like the best we did. trailer. Yeah, never of two thousand two. Yeah, it's nice that they uh, pivoted to comedy. Uh, but yeah, we do have some news in front of us this week, and uh, some of these stories are actually pretty substantial. Like, uh, it was announced this week, two new animated series based on DC properties are going to be coming to HBO Max. The first is Batman Cape Crusader, and the second one is uh, My Friend Superman or My Adventures with Superman. It has a much longer yeah. title. Yeah. But yeah, two two new animated shows, Matt. It's been a bit, hasn't it? It's been a while, yeah. And honestly, I'm genuinely super stoked, and it was nice to see people online stoked, because I think, you know, for all the problems that the movies have and how divisive some of the TV shows have, I think we can all agree DC Animation, you know, fucking slaps, doesn't it? It does. It does. In general, it, like, it, some it of the best It slaps ones. as well when they don't do that terrible, terrible animation they use yeah. for, like, they, they used, uh, pre they don't do it anymore, but used previously for, like, young justice and like all of those big uh, animated films big necks big old necks yes yeah. big necks <laughs> yeah it looks like we're far past big necks right now because it actually looks like they're rolling the dice on some rather interesting uh artistic uh statements and artistic uh methods that they're doing here cape crusader looks straight up golden age batman it looks to be leaning even harder into the neo 1950s stuff that uh, batman the animated series was and oh look bruce tim is a producer yeah, Bruce Tim, Matt Reeves is a producer, J.J. Abrams is a producer. Yeah, that's that, that's a good list of people, but at the same time, is, isn't that a little worrisome? Like, aren't there a lot of cooks in the kitchen on that one? Uh, it, it, again, like, like there's different levels of producer. Like, he could, mm. like people can be producer in credit only. True. Or it's like, uh, like a J.J. Abrams, his uh, bad robot company is going mm, to be producing it or right. something. You know, that's about the extent of it true yeah not everyone has to have a ton of input on it reeves obviously probably gets a little input on this because they're 
uh, I'm going to assume, try and do with this what they did with Burton's Batman in the day, and that is like, it's it's a jumping off point, but it's the same, but it're different and you know we want synergy they're going hard on on matt reeves being sort of like the uh uh the, the new guy of of this uh of this new batman stuff they really are because they, I... they got his batman movie mm-hmm. they got this they got that uh gotham show yeah maybe another batman show yeah they they must really love what the dude's laying down because yeah they're basically saying that his the batman movie is going to be the jumping off point for so many other things yeah Fuck me, I hope it's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks good, and he's super talented in other things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so a new Batman show that actually looks a lot like the old Batman show. They definitely seem to be playing it safe with this one, where it's like, hey, do you like Batman the Animated Series? Well, obviously, I have eyes. <laughs> so that's pretty sweet. I, I, I wonder, you know, what what do you want, Matt, uh, from a modern Batman animated show that we haven't seen before? Because we had... Hmm. Beware the Batman, which was the last, you know, solo Batman thing before this. And what really chapped my ass about Beware the Batman is that even though they had a whole thing of like, oh, we're doing, you know, lesser known villains. We're not going to do any of the classic villains. But they kind of fucked up by having these new villains just fill old villain roles. Like Anarchy was just their Joker. Uh, What is it? Professor Pig was just their Poison Ivy, but with animals swapped out for plants. What do do you want to see with this, Matt? I I actually wouldn't mind it if it was like there there wasn't any actual like super criminals. It was just Batman mm. fighting like organized crime. Mm, that would be a hell of a choice. Like the there. mafia and stuff like that. Like Fleischer Batman is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah pretty much. That's a that's a hell of a choice actually. I don't mind that at all. They could definitely do something with that. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of new stuff that's happened in the last couple of years for Batman that they could try and you know adapt in one way or another court of owls i'm sure is something pretty high on people's list that they'd like to see yeah maybe even do a batman who laughs episode Mm-hmm. feels like most of the new batman stuff is just snyder adjacent yeah, it, it pretty much is it yeah. pretty much is at this point that they could definitely do something like that <laughs> mr bloom yeah i don't think anyone's asking for mr bloom at this point heck i don't even think snyder is asking for mr bloom when he freaking created him i keep waiting for him to work (laughs) mr bloom back into something but it's like nah it's okay (laughs) we could see some new sidekicks though you know we could see harper Rowe, we could see duke we could see some characters we haven't seen before yeah ghostmaker ghostmaker yeah if they want to go really really current and we'll be talking more about ghostmaker later don't worry (laughs) but yeah so i mean a batman show this the Batman show looks to be playing it safe. The Superman show, they actually look to be making some pretty creative swings on this one. First and foremost, uh, the art style, which is the chat was quick to say, caused many a dude bro to lose their goddamn minds when they saw, hey, this looks like that She-Ra cartoon. Ah, yeah, that very popular She-Ra cartoon that a lot of people <laughs> really fucking enjoyed. I, I think the lady who worked on that worked on developing this. I don't think she's still on the project, but she definitely developed it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's called uh, what is it? Uh, again, I wish I could get the title right. Uh, my friend Superman, or like my adventures with Superman. My adventures with Superman. I think it's, and I think it's also going to be based around more uh, Clark Kent's yes. uh, work as a journalist which than is it a, is about Superman. Which is a very interesting premise. They seek to imply that this is like twenty-year-old Clark showing up in Metropolis for the first time, meeting Lois, meeting Jimmy. And the idea being that he's kind of like working to develop the Clark Kent persona for Metropolis. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's actually really clever. Have a Superman show that's more about Clark than Superman. Yeah, it's great. It's a very solid premise because, again, it's like, yeah, he needs to basically create a whole new person. Mm-hmm. Which I definitely think there's some cool stuff they could do on that one. As the chat said, too, uh, we're doing the African-American Jimmy Olsen that we've seen in Supergirl and some other stuff. That's cool. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm sure racists will, you know, again, blow their top. Oh, they Jimmy, already have. Yeah, they Jimmy, already have. Jimmy needs to be white. Jimmy is a proud member of the Aryan race. Uh, no, he isn't, but okay. <laughs> Bunch of freaking white supremacists, you know, wearing Jimmy Olsen shirts because they all love him, apparently. But yeah, they look interesting. I like that uh, they're not playing it as safe on this Superman one. They're really trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm down for this. I'm down for both of these. Yeah, they they sound really good. Now, do you think do you think they're going to be actual uh 20 minute episodes or mm. are they going to be the that that new hot thing they were doing there for a minute where it was like 10 minute chunks where everything is short. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's going straight to an app, which makes me think that they have more leeway and they don't have to worry about commercials or selling toys or anything yeah. like that. Uh, again, we're thinking of Justice League Action, which Justice League Action was actually pretty solid. Like, it might not have been visually that interesting, but the writing was there and the voice acting was there. Mm-hmm. Here's a big question, too. Because these shows look so diametrically different, do you think we're going to see any crossover between them? Probably not. I doubt it, too, though, which is Though a shame. I would like that because they are so different. They've actually they've done the work and made the, both characters completely the opposites of each yeah. other. Yeah. It would be interesting to see them come together. <laughs> also, good one uh, in the chat there. Glad Max, the proud friends of Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> that's that's going to be the brand new hate group. <laughs> the proud <laughs> friends of Jimmy Olsen. Fuck me. Uh, you are Jimmy, only Jimmy's nice and cool and actually goes on adventures and is a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> and again, when he says that he's Superman's pal, like he actually means that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so this is cool. You know, I'm, I'm always down for more animation news. Again, I feel like uh, animated television is something that, you know, DC and Warner Brothers have kind of been neglecting because we got that last season of Young Justice, which was okay. Yeah, I, I barely watched any of it. It, it, it was fine. The story was there, <laughs> but like, it just, like, you could tell they cut corners. They were forced to. It's like, oh, the money's just yeah. not here anymore. Yeah, and uh, but and then you compare it to like uh, the more recent uh, animated films, and it's like, oh, the money is there, and the writing is there too. Uh, th the money is there, but it's clearly not as much money as there used to be. Because in that last, uh, what is it, uh, Justice Society Wonder Woman movie, there's that great bit where it's him and it's uh, Steve Trevor, and they're doing a very close walk and talk where it's like, hey, let's walk and talk so we don't have to animate feet. <laughs> And I'm like, it's it, it's still it's still like perfectly acceptable, maybe because the animation is a lot better. It is and more consistent. And uh, Long Halloween looks really good too. It does, yeah. They uh they had the trailer there for part two, which is funny because I'm like, wait, you're already giving us the trailer for part two, and part one isn't even out yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hell are you doing? I know you're going to cut it into two parts anyway, but still. <laughs> but yeah, so there's your animation news, everyone, and that looks fun. I'm I'm, I'm excited to see where these are going to go. Yeah, it looks great. And animated content has been really good for my channel, too, so all the more reason. There you go. Oh, is the chat saying, too? Yeah, the Harley Quinn show. Duh, obviously, the other really big thing in DC animation. Ho hopefully the writing on these shows is as good as that. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, absolutely, because Harley definitely set a new a high benchmark for comedy and character and, like, actual stories of substance. Yeah. 
And I don't think anyone thought it was going to do any of those three, let alone all of those three, to where, like, that show fucking captivated people for two whole seasons. Yeah. And that show's coming back, too. So, again, it's a good time to be a fan of DC Animation. Yeah, coming back very soon. Absolutely. Uh, All right, so our next story here is a topic we don't normally cover, but a topic that I'm actually following just because I cannot believe it's a real thing. King Spawn is going to be launching this August. This is the beginning of the brand new shared Spawn universe, uh, spearheaded, of course, by Todd McFarlane, who said, hey, you know what would be great? If I got a lot of people really interested in Spawn by paying some of the best artists and writers in comic books today to come and write Spawn for me. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this before. We did. Uh, in, great, in great length as well, I remember. We certainly, yeah, I was shocked too to talk about it in great length because it's like, yeah, they got a bunch of creators we really like and apparently, yeah, that's all you need to get us to start uh, reading Spawn. <laughs> when does that, that, that issue come out, that Spawn Universe stuff start happening? Or okay. has it started? Uh, I think Spawn Universe is first and then I think this is afterwards. So this summer sometime. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, King Spawn... Uh, McFarlane said in an interview is like his take on King Conan. So it's going to be like a collection of many books that's going to be farther along in the future of whatever this new shared Spawn universe is going to be. And uh, (laughs) some of the art talent we got on here, uh, Javier Fernandez, Brett Booth, Philip Tan, uh, Stefan Segoiva, uh, McFarlane himself, naturally, Mm because he's going to write and draw because that's what he does. And uh, Marcio Takara. So, again, just a killer's row of really talented people on this. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's some, some great talent. And again, I think when we talked about it last time, um, we mentioned that, that obviously there's, there's been troubles in the past with uh, McFarlane paying mm, creators. And sharing and rights like and that. everything else. Yeah, yeah, rights. And, yeah, do they own whatever they create in this, or does, does Todd own it wholesale? I mean, yeah, because, like, literally every time mcfarlane has worked with anyone they've all ended up suing him yeah (laughs) so all of this could end up being exhibit a in a future lawsuit (laughs) (laughs) is this just gonna end is is the issues gonna end in like and follow us in the class action lawsuit (laughs) yes (laughs) honestly you would think that mcfarlane probably learned from everything in the past i'm sure he got everyone to sign ironclad contracts and that is like look you get this much for the characters you create, but I retain toy rights because toy rights is the sweetest <laughs> plum of them all. Uh, surely everyone's wise to that ever since George Lu- Lucas did the oh, same yeah. thing back in the fucking seventies. Oh god, yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get them toy rights, man. Merch, merchandise <laughs> is where it's all at. The merchandise, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what Donny Cates and everyone else creates when they get to mm. play in the Spawn sandbox. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Speaking of Dunning cases, you see, uh, Venom Two Hundred got pushed back again. I did see that actually. What is what is so big in Venom Two Hundred <laughs> that it cannot be contained? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Venom's gonna whip it out finally. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, he's gonna hang issues. dong. <laughs> big, big and we're null dong. See it. <laughs> big null dong. Look, you know, we had to we had to compete with Batman. Damned. Look, after two hundred issues of this, the people demand it. <laughs> it's the only thing we have not done yet. I mean, it's gonna cl- be full penetration, and the thing mm. is, they're gonna see it. You're gonna, you're gonna see it. You He's gonna go see- fight crime, penetration, full fight penetration. crime. 
A little <laughs> penetration. I mean, look, judging by all the crazy fan art that came out after the first Venom movie, we joke, <laughs> but, like, maybe they're on to something. Also, thank you, Mr. No2Body616. Thank you thank you for following now after that, of all yeah. things. At the, the correct moment, yes. Look, it's the, what we're saying here is that if the internet has taught us anything, you know, from Resident Evil to Venom to everything else in between, the, the internet's just filled with horny monster fuckers, and you gotta just give yeah. the people what they want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Again, we pitched, you know, Incredible Hulk as an erotic thriller when a mortal Hulk is done. The sen- <laughs> the sensual Hulk coming soon. <laughs> Hulk smash in more ways than one. <laughs> and moving on quickly from that topic to another, uh, Avengers Tekon. Have you seen this, Matt? Uh, have you heard about this? Have you seen this? I have, yes. Yeah, so do you like your uh, Tokusatsu? Do you like your Power Rangers? Do you like your Voltrons? I'm pretty cool with them, yeah. Don't uh, don't you wish that uh, your Avengers comic books could be more like that? Sure. Don't you wish they could be more mechy and more anime? Well, Marvel and Jim Zub agree, because Avengers Tekon is going to be a new experimental series that tries to fuse all of these things. Uh, again, again, was it last week or the week before we were talking about how, like, over the last, like, year and a half mm. or something, like, comics have just been filled with like anime stuff and like stuff from mangas and everything like we were talking about like that future state gotham book we were yeah and like like how accurate it was and yeah and like all these creators doing all this like anime stuff and it makes total sense because anime is super popular at the moment it is and manga routinely outsells uh what is it north american comic books now and maybe Mm -hmm. we're at the point where enough young creators, people our age who grew up on the stuff, are in enough positions of power within these companies to be like, maybe maybe we should try and reach out to that audience a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm sure their Exhibit A, when they talk about this and try and make their cases and elevator pitches, is My Hero Academia, where they're like, hey guys, the most popular superhero series going on right now uh, is not Marvel or DC, motherfuckers. Look at this. Yeah, yeah, it's anime, it's manga. Yeah, they're eating our goddamn lunch right now. We gotta try and eat it back somehow. What if What if we just put more mechs and anime shit in here? <laughs> and uh, apparently Jim Zub got his way, and you know, because Zub's a cool guy and friend of the show, I can probably get him on at some point to talk about it. <laughs> so Jim, if you're listening, you're more than welcome to come on and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give this one a look. Some of the character designs look pretty cool. They look pretty pretty cool. Again, it's totally anime-inspired. You can tell by all the ridiculous designs. It's so anime, we'll have to read left to right. <laughs> Man, could you imagine if they did that? Oh, I uh, somehow I'd, someone would find a problem with it. I mean, comic book fans lose their shit all the time whenever we're forced to move with panels. Uh, again, hey, Wonder Girl from this week, which you, me, and Kurt all thought that this was some sort of digital error. It wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that's the, that oh that that page was really really weird, really strange. <laughs> it's funny. I saw you guys talking about it, and I didn't weigh in on the conversation. Then I actually read the book, and I'm like, oh, this is what they're mad about. Yep, okay, I get it now. Yeah, it's very strange. God, I remember when Snyder had the thing in his bat where he had to like read it upside down and turn it. Yeah, to get the whole thing. Yeah, could you imagine North American comic book fans having to read left to right? <laughs> just stop full stop i mean shit I, I don't read manga that much but when i do my brain always has to be like oh yeah shit yeah i'm reading this wrong yeah it, it, it takes you a minute because you start reading it normally and you're like wait this doesn't make sense it's like oh wait yeah no i've got to read it from this side yeah yeah oops 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 
But yeah, so there's Avengers Tech On for you, everyone, and they're going to Tech On. Tech On big time. <laughs> Even the name itself kind of sounds like an anime mistranslation. Tech On Tank Police. <laughs> we'll give it our best shot. Uh, moving on from that, uh, from Avengers news to Defenders news, we got a little bit more insight into Al Ewing's brand new Defenders team. He did. And it's looking pretty solid. We got stalwart members that we always know, like Doctor Strange and Silver Surfer. And also, we were correct in our theorizing before, uh, Betty Ross Harpy is going to be joining the team, continuing her adventures from Immortal Hulk. Mm-hmm. We also got, uh, what's his name, uh, Masked Raider, Masked Detective. Yeah, finally filling in those stories from Marvel Comics issue 1000 from uh, 400 years ago forever ago now man I, I guess this finally answers the question where it's like hey who really cared that much about uh what is it mass raider i guess it was ewing i guess he's the one who cared <laughs> he's the, well i think he's the one who wrote that story <laughs> yeah i yeah i guess he was yeah because it's like no one else did anything with this character they made a big freaking stink about it and now he's finally here in this book yeah that's cool I also like the idea that this is Al Ewing's like follow-up to Immortal Hulk, which everyone loved, and he got people who don't normally read Hulk to read a de- mm-hmm. uh, to read a Hulk book, and maybe he's going to do this with Defenders too, because it feels like they always take cracks at Defenders, but it never sticks. No, no, it never does. It never sticks for all that long, and they've done everything. There was Bendis's Defenders that were street level. Uh, was it they did the Fearless Defenders, which was the all women team? It feels like they've taken so many cracks at Defenders. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe this will be the one. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, what else do we got from there? Ooh, big new summer storyline for Batman. At first I thought it was an event, but no, it's not actually an event. It's just the next story. Yeah. And uh, it's Fear State, interestingly enough. Yeah, involving Scarecrow, which makes sense since we're building up to that story. Yeah, he's been the villain, you know, ever since uh, Infinite Frontier Batman started. And with a name like Fear State... Yeah, this basically seems to be them also answering a lot of questions started in Future State, because a lot of the characters from that book are in this one, and uh, even Peacekeeper 1 is going to be in it too. Yeah, everything's starting to take take shape. Last uh, issue of Batman saw Peacekeeper 1 being made, and yeah, yeah. yeah, I think there's like a cover for this or, or an upcoming Batman book which has a like proto Peacekeeper 1 fighting yeah, Batman. Yeah. Now, is this going to answer the question that is like, yeah, Future State was supposed to happen, but history has changed now because of reasons, and we'll find out about that in this book? Yeah. Yeah, well, as we said before, like, Future State, like, what happened in that is going to happen, but, like, things are going to change, like, little things are going to change and everything. It's possible future. Because Future State was, yeah, Future State was a possible future. Right. And I guess this is the present, the real present that we're going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and also, too, hey, look, Miracle Molly and Ghostmaker and all these new characters we created are also going to be major focal points of this. Who knew? Who, yeah. Who could have guessed? It's it's almost as if Tynan was working up to this, everyone. <laughs> it's almost if. But, uh, yeah, not an event, just the next big Batman story, Fear State. Yeah. So check that out this summer, everyone. Uh, now, from there, another big piece of news uh john ridley again another guy who wrote batman in future state just so happens to be assuming duties for black panther next when ta-nehisi coates ends his run we've already uh, got our next yeah. creative team and what a fucking great choice yeah he's he did wonders with that batman stuff mm-hmm. uh, and second son and everything and yeah Other history I, I can imagine uh him on black panther is gonna be so good 
it's enough reason for me to pick it up. I wasn't reading the Coates run because it took a lot of time to get started, and he hadn't mm-hmm. really written a comic before, and you could tell. Yeah. He yeah. had got he got much better by the end, and I think his cap is really good, but I'm super stoked to see what Ridley brings to this, especially because, as we mentioned, the man's been on a total tear recently. Everything he's touched has been, like, excellent. Yeah, it's been gold. Yeah, like, if he can bring the other history of the DC Universe energy to this, that would be pretty great. Mm-hmm. And also, too, where it's like, yeah, friggin' the Black Panther book should be one of the biggest books at Marvel right now. It was one of the biggest yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, too, you know, we see Storm featured quite prominently on this promo art. Where it's like, ooh, are we going to follow up on that story now? Because the X-Men are back, uh, what is it, in the fold and everything? Hopefully. Because when they last saw each other in uh, X of Swords, uh, what is it, uh, Storm made an enemy of Wakanda because she stole their sword. Yeah, well, again, it could be a follow-up to that. It could be. Heck, uh, Cause, Yeah, because T'Challa wasn't technically involved in that. No, he wasn't. He only showed up right at the end, but had to save face and everything. It'd be kind of cool, too, you know, Wakanda as a nation and Krakoa as a nation. They're not really friends right now. They're not really seeing eye to eye. Mm -hmm. So that would be something to explore further in here. Mm -hmm. You know, the the ever-shifting sociopolitical nature of the uh, Marvel Universe between Krakoa, the Vampire Nation, the Shi'ar uh, Skrull Union. Yeah, yeah. Again, that all sounds like stuff... Right in, like, John Ridley's wheelhouse, like, very. political intrigue and very and all that sort of stuff. Colonialism, all that good stuff. So, yeah, yeah I'm done. Yeah. So, yeah, Black Panther by John Ridley, uh, a hop to the front of the list of, like, ooh, I gotta read that. Yeah. Uh, now, one more story uh, this week, and, uh, Matt, you, you even talked about this before I put it on the list, and that is, hey, uh, you, you know those color series that are really popular, Matt? Tell me about the color series. Yeah, the color series are when you get, like, a character, like Deadpool, and uh, the, the, the subtitle is the character's primary colors that make mm-hmm. up its costume. So we've got this one, we have a Batman one, we got a Carnage one, we got a Superman one. There's a Red Sonia one that also got announced this week. That's right. Uh, there's a, a, car, a Wolverine one. Yes. Uh, fuck, what else is there? I think there was a Carnage one, too. Yeah, Carnage, all of them. What, what What is it in the water in the comic book industry now where everyone had this same idea at the same time? At, at the same time. And and it's not as though they're all different books. They're all, like, literally the same. They're named all of that, mm-hmm. and they're anthologies. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. Now, that being said, this Deadpool one, Deadpool Black, White, and Blood, it's not even red, it's Blood, uh, <laughs> caught my attention more than any of those other books because it's going to be written by Tom Taylor. Yeah, he's one of the writers on it, yeah. Which, this is like his first time writing a Deadpool book, and it's already been announced that his story is going to see the return of X-23 and Honey Badger, too, so he yeah, gets to write Yeah, it's not his again. first time writing Deadpool. He wrote him oh, in All-New Wolverine, where they right. teamed up with Honey Badger. Okay, so pre-existing relationship, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. So more than anything, it's like, okay, well, this one jumps up a little bit more at me that maybe I should check this out. I haven't actually read a Deadpool book or picked up a Deadpool title since the end of like Duggan's like almost decade long run because it's just yeah, like it's I, been a I, while yeah it's like I feel like I'm done at this point like who 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 could do more yeah and I just, it's like 
from what like why well, that's the thing i haven't heard much about the runs since then so Same. they're obviously nothing to really write home about no they haven't like captured people's minds the, the problem is is that jerry duggan run was so good and that it was, and, it was and really the, good and, and the ending was so strong that because it was so it, strong and it was so good because it treated wade wilson as a character not a meme barry yes absolutely it was the most human the character had ever been and again I, I didn't read the ones that came after maybe they were good maybe they weren't i don't know maybe yeah. Mar- maybe marvel thinks like no but he needs to be a meme spouting machine because it's much easier to sell merch when he's a sad clown that's difficult <laughs> When he becomes a sad clown, the joke's not funny anymore, and then we but surely feel like the people of Hot Topic would like to buy that because they're sad clowns. as they well. They are sad clowns in their own way. Man, I hope uh, Hot Topic survives this. Uh, what is it? This pandemic era with stores <laughs> and chains closing down. Where Where else am I going to get my wrestling shirts? <laughs> I was wearing my Young Buck shirt earlier today, actually, but I'm not wearing it on the show because I don't want to sweat on it. <laughs> Does that happen to you, Matt, when you do a show? Do you sweat a lot? Does your temperature raise? Mine does. No, because I have my air conditioning running. Oh, lucky you. I, I don't know if it's like a blood pressure thing or what it is, but I always sweat profusely when I'm doing a show. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe my adrenaline is turned up. Maybe it's the magic of making pseudo-television. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I actually want to check this one out. I didn't read any of the other ones, but I'm going to check this one out if only because I want to read more Tom Taylor yeah so that's me and uh that'll just about do it for the news this week everyone that was uh that was everything yeah uh i guess we could hop into what we read this week and this this was a big old week man we've had two massive weeks in a row i think i had like 11 books last week and i don't even know how many books this week yeah this is a it's a big week god i hope i hope we get some time off i hope next week is chiller (laughs) uh where where would you like to begin matt uh let's see what we had this week um, there was so much uh yeah we had uh the continuation of heroes reborn we did this issue was all about blur the flash stand-in yeah and yeah it's it was literally that it was literally like, that <laughs> it was literally an issue of the flash <laughs> pretty much instead of fighting gorilla grod he fought grizzly in grizzly city yeah i yeah uh what's it, it was the ursa major of the winter guard Yep. in grizzly city and he's man eating grizzlies and uh who else uh they, they all the speedsters the, mm-hmm. the ghost runner that's uh, pretty he, fun he raced death across the multiverse in her infinity chopper yep and all, yeah. all, all sorts of fun shit the silver witch who calls herself the speedster supreme of this universe yeah. which blur doesn't like <laughs> yeah it's copyright infringement copyright <laughs> infringement uh I, I will admit that you know uh that, that hyperion issue from before really told a more straightforward kind of superman story aaron i think has a little bit more fun with the flash pastiche and that is like he has like weapons grade attention deficit disorder yeah he he has the uh the attention span of a hummingbird on meth his words <laughs> so it's hard for him to do anything but he actually got training in this universe at Carmitage because i'm assuming there's no doctor strange to train yeah he's like the uh he's like a combination of like doctor strange and like a little bit of peter parker spider-man mm. in there and uh obviously like um uh like a quicksilver sort of stand-in as well and all of that and yeah it, it was it was pretty fun it, it was pretty fun i liked it. <laughs> the one thing i really enjoyed uh as someone who reads the flash like and you've seen on the tv show where there's there's always that that one thing that like 
grounds him. His grounding mm. rod that allows him to run faster yep. than the yep. villain. And and uh, and Jason Aaron plays with that so fucking well here. Sure where, does. Where where the character Stanley is like aware of that. It's like yeah, I could I could use this whole, uh, you know you know stop stop running and sort of focus on the things that live in our peripherals that we could mm-hmm. use to like help but if i keep using it villains will get wise to it <laughs> yeah so i gotta look at the flower yeah yeah <laughs> it's all about the fight yeah he literally wins the fight the same way the flash wins every fight in the comic and yeah. in the tv show and then i found my center and i ran faster than i've ever run before yeah. the only difference here is that the character is aware of that yes and that's like that's like one of his skills <laughs> weapons grade self-awareness they also seek to imply too much like hyperion at the end of this story he begins to wonder like hey wait a minute is this world the way it's supposed to be i don't know but i don't really care yeah yeah he he's he sees something when he's in the not speed force um that the uh the the universe is cracking or something Mm. or it's not right and then instead of racing superman he races eternity who eternity seems to be basically unchanged yeah, yeah, it's pretty much the same, which makes kind of makes sense. Because eternity is eternal. I wonder, is that going to come back at something, or is that just a fun little thing where it's like, oh, well, who's faster than eternity? Who can outrun eternity? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fan in the comment section actually pointed out where they're like, wow, you know, first Hyperion kills Galactus by, you know, flying through his head like a bullet. Then, uh, what is it, Blur clearly outraces eternity. Man, Coulson really is writing his own OC fan fiction, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. OC do not steal I did like though that like like Hyperion is like so far the only uh one of the squadron supreme we've seen so far who's kind of malice in his in intent whereas uh, like Blur isn't he's just like he's just got you know attention deficit disorder (laughs) yeah he's he just does he can't like focus on things all that much he's not like killing his villains or anything no no he he makes a point to lock her up in uh Ravencroft which is even more Arkham than Arkham (laughs) yeah (laughs) right down to Bullseye who I guess is also Mr. Zaz in this universe too I yeah I guess yeah yeah what a what an easy fusion between those and hey that's what the backup story is all about because we find out where Echo is at these days yeah echo who is unchanged yes. in this universe uh she's the the next person who's unchanged and she thinks she's the reason for all of this because it is like a coincidence thing she gets the phoenix powers and the day after the universe is suddenly changed yeah how do i get god powers and then the universe is rewritten it's so funny that like the main stories are focus pieces on the squadron and the backup stories are the things that actually push the story forward. I said that in my... Th- and it makes total sense because this is a reverse of what would usually be True. a Marvel comic book. Yeah, you're like, right. We're, we're focusing on the Heroes Reborn universe with these heroes. So, and this... this And it go- feeds into that whole thing of this... Of that whole... That they did in the Star Jammers where it was like an issue in a long yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, we're focusing on the heroes of this universe, which is Blur and all that, not captain america or <laughs> any of that sort of thing they're the backups <laughs> that that's actually really clever i never thought of that yeah colson yeah. and the squadron have so fully taken control of the marvel universe they have pushed the main avengers to being backups <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> wow I, wow actually when you put it that way that's friggin' devious that's actually it's, it's really genius cool. it's, yeah it's great see this is this is why you got to listen to the podcast everyone for fun little exchanges like that <laughs> Again, too, you know, th- this issue more than anything also hit me where it's like, I don't think this story was ever meant to be an event. I think this was just the next Jason Aaron story. And they're like, this is just too fun and cool a concept to not make an event out it, of it. 
yeah, he told them uh, the, the, to, to not do that with his Age of Conchu event, which could have easily been a summer event. His Same. Phoenix his Phoenix issues could have easily been a summer event. They and all he just rela- he just relented on this, being like, right, fine, fuck it, we'll do it. Sure, I'm I, I'm happy with all my uh, Justice League pastiches. Yeah, <laughs> and again, you know this this is like uh, as far as like difficulty to get into. This is like comics on hard mode. Because you need to have a working, a very good working knowledge of the Marvel universe, and also a very good working knowledge of the DC universe that they are pastichifying. Yeah, yeah, I did notice that there, like, as since this event started, there is a lot of people who don't seem to realize the Squadron are meant to be a sort of pastiche on, you know, the Justice League and everything, and mm-hmm. they think that like Marvel's just ripping off DC. Now, if they've been around for a while. Also, too, I notice a lot of people are incorrect or incorrectly calling the Squadron a parody of the Justice League, and that's not fair. They are a pastiche. There is a difference. Parody means you're mocking and making fun. Aaron isn't mm-hmm. ma- mocking or making fun mm-hmm. of the Justice League. In fact, he's taking them very seriously in his deconstruction mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. And kind of asking, like, what would they be like if they did live in the Marvel Universe, if there was a Flash, a Superman, etc., etc. Yeah. The release uh, schedule of it is pretty good, too. We've gotten one every week. Very consistent, which I really appreciate. Which we normally don't get in big events, which again makes me think, was this really meant to be an event that's actually coming out on time? (laughs) I've got to wait in between. But, uh, yeah, so Heroes Heroes Reborn is very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And just even calling it Heroes Reborn was a very interesting choice as well. Yeah, but it makes sense as well. Yeah. Like, given the story and everything, because uh, you've got these new heroes, but then you've also got the Avengers who are heroes being reborn throughout yeah. this story. And also how the original Heroes Reborn was how Marvel got rid of the Avengers when they weren't selling, and now the Squadron yeah. Supreme has gotten rid of the Avengers, and the yeah. Avengers need to come back. Yep. <laughs> it's a hell of a thing. Also, those aren't gunshots, everyone. Those are just fireworks outside, in case you can hear those. Well, you, you can't ever be too careful, though. You know, no. it might be gunshots. <laughs> it might be gunshots there, everyone. The fuck do you say about the Squadron Supreme? The, the war's begun while yeah. we're podcasting. <laughs> Wolverines! No, not that one. <laughs> Starts now, everyone. The war starts now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Heroes Reborn, pretty interesting. Uh, what else yeah. did you have, Matt? What else did you want to talk about? Uh, I had the Flash issue 770. Oh, what's up with that? Two Flash books in one week. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this Flash issue was... It was literally like an issue of All-Star all, all Squadron. Oh, uh, really? Or a JSA issue, yeah. Yeah. Uh, last issue wally at the end of last issue wally got transported into the body of jay garrick right because he's body um, hop and, and all quantum and leap this, style this issue for more than half of it we just actually just follow uh jay garrick and happy terrell the original ray from huh. the uh quality uh comics universe wow uh, as they go on a mission into the philippines to find the spear of destiny and uh they end up getting captured by uh uh, Nazis and tortured for many many weeks before Wally ends up taking over the body and freeing himself but in doing so that speed force energy he's been tracking uh, gets put in Hitler oh no not speed <laughs> who, force uh, Hitler yeah who along with the speed force also now possesses the uh spear of destiny oh that's gonna so, be a problem so yeah the heroes end up uh chasing after him and they end up stopping him uh, by using the spear to siphon off the energy because it's the only thing that can uh, mm. keep uh, keep the energy from exploding and destroying the world, and um, yeah, it's it's just like a great kind of like buddy cop like issue with Jay Garrick and Happy and Happy's like 
he's kind of upset he's got a team with like some loose cannon like jay <laughs> you know he's used, used to like uh, ironically the ray is used to like uh working in the dark for the president and stuff hilarious and uh he doesn't like believe in the spirit of destiny or like god whereas like jay is like oh yeah I'm, you know i'm a god-fearing man mm. have some faith and it's like by the end of the issue happy sort of like gets a little bit of faith and mm. in his friends and everything classic breakup. yeah it was a really cool issue and then the the ending uh implies that uh wally is now hopped over into the super friends universe and is oh, possessed the shit. super friends reverse flash <laughs> oh shit because it's the exact same art style as kevin Maguire doing the exact same art style of uh the super friends oh that's a hell of a deep cut yeah <laughs> that's fun yeah i might have to check out this arc uh when it's done and everything they really sound like they're doing a lot with the flash and trying to get as many flashes as they can in there yeah yeah uh what else did i have this week uh oh i had immortal hulk time of monsters the special prequel issue for the green door and the first hulk apparently now according to al ewing yes the big first hulk Big First Hulk, which is interesting because right off the bat, it's like, well, wait, is it First Hulk, but it's different than the Avengers BC? Yes, the original Hulk didn't come around until Jordan in, like, BCE. Yeah, well, the, well, the one from Avenger, Avengers isn't technically the Hulk, it's the Starbrand. Star yeah. Yeah. So I like that, that it's far enough to be like, well, why didn't the Avengers BC ever try and recruit this Hulk? This is why. Okay. <laughs> Because it was a little while after the fact. The uh, the story is unsurprising for a series that has been, you know, basically a horror book from the beginning. Uh, quite dark and fucked up. <laughs> so we meet a guy named uh, Tamaz, who I think is, like, connected to, like, old Gilgamesh maths. Again, I don't, uh, what is it, uh, have my English degree like I used to. But apparently he that is, like, a character from, like, stories. And he okay. gets sacrificed by his tribe's chief to hope that, you know, it'll bring back food and water to their dying community. And he sacrifices uh, him to an old god called the Green-Eyed Goddess. Ooh. Which is a hell of a combination of words, because it's like, ah, yes, because people who are, you know, affected by Gamma, they usually get green eyes, don't they? And the eyes are the window to the soul, and the green door is a portal by which souls can travel to and from the lands of the living. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, Jacqueline McGee now has the power of Gamma Sight. Okay. So is she becoming a Gamma God in and of her own right? Is she becoming a green-eyed goddess because she can also see the spirits of the dead as well with mm-hmm. her sight? Mm-hmm. The chief's name is also a dad, too, which I thought is funny. I'm like, oh, yeah, he has the word dad in his name because fathers have been fucking with Bruce Banner his whole life. <laughs> be it his own dad, be it General <laughs> Ross. Dads in general just do not like the Hulk. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he dies, he goes to hell, and he meets the one below all in the place below all. Okay. And it's like, wow, I bet you're pretty pissed that, you know, the leader of your community fucking betrayed you and everything. What if I give you the power to break worlds and smash? Would you like that? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, that's pretty dope. I do it. Only he comes back and doesn't want to hurt anyone, and his friends don't recognize him, so they kill him again. (laughs) And then they eat him, because they're all very hungry. Oh, of course, of course. And uh, the chief is like, yeah, see, look, I did it. My sacrificing that guy totally worked. We have food now. In fact, let's go and enslave our neighbors tomorrow and sacrifice them. (laughs) And then the Hulk is reborn because he always is. And he ends up literally tearing his way out of all of their bodies from the inside. Oh, that's cool. It's fucking gross. And Juan Ferreira does the art on this one. And he actually commented on the video because I forgot to. I I, I, I attribute it to the other guy, the co-writer, and not him. (laughs) 
He's very nice, Juan Ferrer. He's commented on my stuff since Green Arrow. Same, same, same. He, he, he's a person who, like, I will accept a correction from and not feel horribly embarrassed about it, but I was a little embarrassed by it. <laughs> so I'm giving him the credit he deserves now. It is very good, gross, and scary, much like Immortal Hulk has been since the jump. Fantastic. And it works on its own, too. Yeah, also it's cool standalone. Very. Because I because I was like thinking it's like oh I might read it because I'm like what looking at panels of it all over Twitter and everything I'm like oh this looks so fucking cool it's it's perfectly perfectly standalone which it's funny some people brought up too you know Al Ewing doesn't seem like the sort of guy who would invent an original Hulk and then not have something happen with him because the whole point of the Hulk is he's supposed to be immortal right so assumedly this guy is also immortal right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. where is he now yeah. Mm. Begs a, begs a really interesting question, does it not? It does. <laughs> uh, now, what else did you have, Matt? In fact, you want to take this because I can actually hear my phone ringing in the other room, and I should probably oh, get that. Fantastic. Uh, well, yeah. while while you go away, I might turn over to the chat and ask if they have any questions. Oh, smart. Good idea. So if you've got any questions, throw them in the chat log, and I'll get to them while Joe, Joel goes and answers his phone. I'm bringing the chat up on my phone. New Injustice animated film. Not too... <sighs> Problem with this film is they're just going to... They're going to... Uh, they're going to do the game. They're going to do the game. And the game's story isn't very good. The story... The proper story for Injustice is in the comics. And it, it's expanded on in the comics. And the comics are much better than the game. So and the problem is they're just going to use the video game where it's just characters just find a really loose reason to fight each other. They're going to fight each other and one's going to win. That's all the 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 movie's going to be and I'm not really too uh hyped for that at all. Comics I'm picking up this week. Um I actually haven't looked up what comics are actually this week i usually don't look them up until the day before they actually come out like later on tonight uh so i don't actually know what's coming out tonight i'm pretty sure action comics is coming out because philip kennedy johnson has been hyping that up on his twitter and with good reason since that story's been really fucking good and yeah action comics is coming out you know batman black and white superman batman superman if you haven't been reading batman superman definitely pick up this arc it's very very cool uh it features the original incarnations of batman and superman talking about original uh hulk there for a minute there original um batman superman heroes reborn issue four yes which is which is what's issue four about is it about nighthawk or is it about, oh no, it's about Dr. Spectrum, that's right. So the Green Lantern tie-in, uh, which would be very interesting. Does this show have a game portion? No, we don't really have a game portion. We, Me and Joel do talk about video games every now and then, but not all that much, mainly because we don't really have a lot of time to play them. I haven't really played many video, the only video game I've played recently is Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition. I'm just got onto the third Mass Effect game on that. Um, so I'm playing through that and probably won't talk much about it until I'm actually finished it. But there's not really much to talk about. It's games we've already all played. Uh, what else we got? 
Assassin Talk. We'll do Assassin Talk maybe when they do a new Assassin's Creed. I haven't played the new DLC yet, the Wrath of Druids one, uh, which I really should get around to doing at some point. Uh, I haven't read any of the IDW Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle books, but I did see that they are actually pretty good. I have heard very good things about them. I haven't read them. I read a little bit of that, um, uh... They did that tie-in. They did those tie-ins with Batman, and they, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. I did not know Onslaught was returning to X-Men comics. That's pretty cool. I have to keep an eye out for that. The Stargirl special is coming out this week. Oh, fantastic. It's about time that came out. That got teased, what, back in Infinite Frontier? I'm so glad that's coming out. Oh, the um, new uh, Reptile book uh, from Marvel is also coming out. That new young hero. New young but old hero. He's already existed before now. Even though they're touting him as a new creation. Marvel Studios aren't buying DC. Come on. <laughs> they're not buying DC <laughs> at all. I don't know why people believe that sort of stuff. There's no way that's happening at all. Because uh, that's something called a monopoly. And that's something that is actually illegal for companies to do. Avengers Mech Strike. Is that like a... I think I've seen that one. That's a um, uh, digital only book. This is a digital only book. I remember seeing a mech strike or something similar to that. I don't know. I, I do know they had that. They had like a comic adaptation of that. Uh, uh, that anime they did that. It was like Avengers were like pocket monsters or something. They were like uh, Pokemon or something. It was something really silly, really fucking silly. And they did a comic comic of that. I know also Joel didn't put it in the, the news section, but we also got that picture of Impulse. And I just want to say that picture of Impulse, uh, was it, it, that was pretty funny. That was a pretty funny picture. I'm actually go, I might actually put an image of Impulse up on on the pay, on the on the screen now, just so for people who maybe haven't seen it can see it. Let's see if I've actually got it. Um, where is it? Okay, I don't actually have a picture of that impulse. I'll have to go go find one later on. But yeah, yeah, that that that, that impulse picture was uh, hilarious. I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to make it look like the comic page, but it didn't work, and it just looked terrible. Sorry for that. Gotcha. It's good you actually joined at the right time. We were just I was just talking to them about um uh the we got that first reveal picture of impulse from the flash oh TV yeah show. oh where his legs were all <laughs> fucked up yeah yeah how terrible it looks as i was saying it, it, they were trying to make it look like that one comic panel yes but it just doesn't work in real life it also only further uh you know stresses what i think you said last week and that is man that's a good costume but it feels so weird seeing that costume on an adult it does, doesn't it? It looks so strange. And, and it's weird because there was actually... Someone posted, like, set photos, and the guy's a little bit taller than Grant Gustin. Oh, really? <laughs> so it's got to look e equally weird. That's funny. That's weird. I don't know why they're so afraid of kids' sidekicks. I think kids' sidekicks is a really untapped market. 
Yeah, yeah. I is it just because like kids like the way they shoot these shows where it's like mostly night times and yeah. I'm yeah. as as they always say, never work with animals, never work with kids in Hollywood. Yeah, but surely that. I mean, seriously, just do a kid. I mean, it, it works for stuff like a uh, like Star Girl and whatnot. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Star Girl is great in that regard because they have young heroes. Even then, they're more like late teens than they are actual children. Yeah. yeah I, just once, I would like to see an actual kid sidekick. Yeah. To think the best one is still probably Hit Girl, and she is, yeah. again, like a weird deconstruction of the trope, being like, no, children shouldn't be able to do this. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my thing. Uh, what next book did we want to talk about, Matt? Uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Oh, uh, Justice League, issue 61. Yes, the, the return to Naomi's universe and all the shenanigans that come with it yes yeah so the justice league return there and they find out that uh not only are they separated but somehow their powers are uh amplified or they mm. go haywire on this world and uh gives them sort of a handicap yeah uh, since they they've beaten brutus three to uh two times before yeah yeah and now they're on his world so he can easily best them I, I appreciate that, actually. Oh, a story where the big bad isn't the major threat. The major threat is actually the world fucking with their powers. Yeah. I also like it. I know people didn't like it. Uh, I like that uh, Brutus just talks like a normal person because they are, he is from another Earth and he is human. Yeah. It's just because he's a metahuman, he looks the way he is. Th this was the issue that did it for me because we meet uh, Mick Murphy, who's kind of like his tech person who's been opening the yeah. portals. And it's like, oh, yeah, because they're just normal people because this yeah. is just a planet that was like Earth. So, yeah, of course they talk that way. Bruce, Br Bruce even says, you know, I was on like a Justice League style team in this yeah. world before everything went to shit. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, that actually really checks out then. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> Uh, what is it, we actually get Batman, again, being kind of funny and also kind of clever when Naomi is freaking the fuck out about being back in the place where her parents died. Yeah. Batman goes into full youth counselor mode, and it actually makes a lot of sense, considering that he himself was a traumatized kid, has helped many other traumatized kids through their issues, mm -hmm. where it's like, look, if you start freaking out, Naomi, DuckTales. Wait, what? See? You yeah. can't think of yeah. DuckTales and be freaking out, right? You're just humming that theme song right now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you're just, you're just confused about what the fuck's going on now. You're not worrying about all that stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, Batman really is the best at what he does, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love that that he used like this weird bit of mind kung fu on her and i'm like yeah that would work i couldn't be freaking out thinking about ducktales at the same time <laughs> it's physically impossible <laughs> good good on you bendis you're right <laughs> also green arrow gets a moment too where you think he's about to get shot with his own bow and arrow and he's like uh no idiot i put fingerprint scanners on that so only i can use it i i, I love uh like uh green arrow through like this stuff he's in the flash book as well as like someone who's helping wally oh. and, and barry and everything with what they're doing as well and um yeah he's i, I just like him as this sort of support character before obviously he's going to get something coming out of all of this he's getting a big 80 year anniversary soon so that's going to be cool <laughs> yeah I, I think bendis really likes green arrow too and mm -hmm. black canary because they are so in his wheelhouse and so his mm -hmm. type of characters absolutely yeah I mean, shit, in the first couple issues, I swear Green Arrow was just given all the things that Bendis wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, and he was part of that uh, Batman uh, Universe book. That's that right, well. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, 
Justice League continues to be a lot of fun. It's a romp, is what it is. It's it's a romp mm-hmm. of a book. It is. And that's not a bad thing, you know? A big team book like this can be a little less serious sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the stakes are I, so Especially high. coming off of, like, Snyder's run, which is all, like, end-of-universe, mm-hmm. you know, crises and everything. The world can't end every day. No. Which I appreciate. Uh, ba-dum, 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 what else was this week? Oh, uh, speaking of DC books, uh, Wonder Girl was also this week. The big follow-up to probably the most well-received of the Future State books, arguably. Yes, the well-received and one that I'm sure that everyone also forgot about. Yeah, man, uh, we, we were talking about this before we even started, where we think the wait in between and the fact that they're not making a TV show really seemed to kill people's interest in this book, where before everyone was so in love with this book. Yeah, yeah, I'm still in love with it. The book's great. Yeah, I mean, everything that worked about the Future State book works in this one, too. Jolie Jones draws a hell of a book and writes a hell of a book, too. If you love Brazilian mythology, you're going to love this, too, because they're drawing on so many fun references, and we get to actually take a couple steps back and see what's happening in the rest of Wonder Woman's world. Mm-hmm, yeah. See Queen Nubia there, ruling in Themyscira. We see the gods and them hanging out and everything, including Hera. Maybe you could yep. answer this. But was Hera part of the quintessence, or am I thinking of someone else? You're thinking of someone else. Because someone, because someone, been a while since I saw the quintessence actually there. Yeah, because someone brought that up in the comics, and I couldn't bring myself to actually look up that Infinite Frontier thing. So unless either someone messed up big, or that's someone masquerading as Hera. Oh, that that could be, that could be cool. Could be something. Could be like a shape changing god. Yeah, so, yeah no, yeah, yeah, she is part of it, yeah. Okay. Because, Hera, Highfather, Phantom okay. Stranger. Yeah, okay, because they were all supposed Zeus. to be killed. Yeah, they were all supposed to be killed by Darkseid, so what's she doing there? Ooh, what if it's Darkseid? Whoa, shit, man, they launched Darkseid in the fucking Wonder Girl book. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be fucking nuts. This this book had a weird thing, too, and we talked about it with the art where you had to, like, turn it on its side. What was up with that? Well, yeah, was I? I'm just convinced because the the page it's like a splash page. So like, did they just like, did it just go? Because it was in the digital version. Um, I don't know whether it was in the physical. Apparently, uh, it is. I heard someone later say it was. What the fuck? <laughs> what a in a book that is beautiful and filled with great art. What an odd ass choice. And also, thank that, you, Khalifa uh, Redford. That have to have been like an error, and they just didn't correct it. It's like, yeah, it works. It's still like it, the pa- you see everything on the page. It's fine. It's fine. Just run with it there. But uh, we actually get to see what the Brazilian Amazons are like in this uh, new Infinite Frontier world. We had seen two of their agents kind of like stalking. Uh, what is it? Uh, Yara. Yara before the series started in that Infinite Frontier Zero, and we actually get to see the rest of them, and they're, they're pretty fucking hard-edged. They've traded in bows and arrows for, like, machetes and AK-47s. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 not, that's not, uh, that's not the Amazonians. Uh, that's not the, the, uh, her people. That's not, that's the, uh, the Banamidal. Oh. Uh, Amazonians. They're like, yeah, they're like a, a militaristic offshoot that's, like, led by artemis and all that sort of stuff oh okay so clearly you know more than me about it but still they that's the first i'm seeing of them and they are very cool yeah, they, they're pretty fucking hardcore <laughs> they're hardcore i love that it's like their whole thing is like oh yes on paradise island you know we still live like it's ancient greek times these artemis uh, amazons are like oh no no we changed with the times and we're basically a paramilitary yeah. army yeah yeah that's pretty fucking cool i i dig the shit out of that yeah uh, they're, they're, they're queen Faruka as well 
senses something much like Hera and uh, Queen Nubia. Yeah, and their thing is like, we gotta kill her, we gotta kill Yara for some reason, because apparently yeah. she's very important. Well, they refer to her as the weapon. Yes, yeah, whatever that means. Well, again, weapon can mean two things. Are they talking about her as the weapon, or are they talking about that thing that she clearly gets at the end of the comic? Yeah, the bola. The bola, which we saw her wielding in Future State. Yeah, and well, again, I think it might be her, because like the start of the book is like, uh, Ares going to town on her people and like wanting to kill her. For some reason, yeah. Yeah, and her mother just stepping in and taking, uh, sacrificing herself for her. Her, her mother, who I was quite confused, actually looks a lot like Diana. Yeah, a little bit. It has, like, the, the like, Cheekbones and that, tiara, yeah. 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 I, I literally thought it was at first. I was very much the same. I was like, I wonder what's like, oh, no, no, there's got the beauty mark on the face there, so it couldn't be her. Maybe that's, like, why she likes Wonder Woman, because it reminds her of her mother, but she doesn't, like, realize that connection, just no- knows that she likes Wonder Woman. In a some- weird yeah maternal yeah. way or something in a weird cosmic sense there also too we're still not quite sure about her you know parentage yet obviously you know that was her mother it was implied in future state that zeus might be her father too or <laughs> some brazilian thunder god equivalent yep yep so that's uh kind of interesting there furthermore as someone pointed out to me uh ayara in brazilian mythology is also a name they give to a mermaid like creature and what grabs her at the end of this issue a mermaid like yeah. creature Okay, cool. So yeah, a lot of shit is connecting here. They are using every bit of the mythology. That's awesome. Very, very much so. It's such a genius idea, too, because it's like, yeah, the Wonder Woman concept, you know, let's build a superhero out of an actual real-world mythology is so great, but it's like, after so many years, how many more stories can you tell about Greek mythology? Just give it to another mythology, and they are, and it's pretty great. It's pretty cool. I honestly would like to see, like, like wonder women from like all different mythologies like yeah uh yeah you got one from like uh greek you got one from uh, brazilian mythologies you do one from like uh like chinese or like japanese mm, uh mm. mythology stuff native like that. american wonder woman yeah yeah create the league of wonder women the wonder woman core yeah we joke but they might just <laughs> <laughs> if it shows it and i mean yara is just a fun character again she's fiery she takes no shit yeah. she throws herself in danger to try and save people because she's a good person yeah she's relatable very she tells a travel blogger to go fuck himself which i very much <laughs> related to i often want to tell travel vloggers to eat my ass <laughs> she talks the ear off an old lady also fun also <laughs> relatable trying to find her culture because she's new to this too she's going to brazil for the first time yeah, well, the first time, though, technically she was born there, but she, right, but really she doesn't remember, remember any of it. Yeah, her, her deaf aunt didn't want her going back for some reason, assuming that they know something. Yeah. So, yeah, some good mystery here. Yeah, here's a, here's hoping this book is a success, and here's hoping they do eventually make that show one day. Absolutely. I do love maybe, that they... Maybe that's what it was. They were just, like, they put it on hold, or it's like, yeah, we kind of need, like, something to base the show mm-hmm. on. <laughs> For real. It, it certainly feels like they left, left before they looked on that one, where they're like, oh, man, this yeah. was so oh, cool. Yeah. Let's let's build something around this. Uh, we can't, though, because nothing's been written yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the woman who created her is still creating her. <laughs> yeah, you can't do an adaption when you have nothing to adapt. Oh. <laughs> That's a shame. Well, how long do we have to wait? Well, <laughs> <laughs> <we'll> one trade. <laughs> yeah, at, at least, yeah, Naomi says at least one trade is what you gotta do. <laughs> Which, that's going to be fun to see that show. It's like, okay, so you have one trade's worth of story. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but don't pull it out, none. Uh, but yeah, so that was Wonder Girl. Continues to be fun. Uh, we both mentioned, too, that the viewerships were down on our channel, so hopefully that's not, like, an indication of people not being as interested. I hope not, because, yeah, the book's really good. Yeah, don't don't let this become one of those, like, lost gems of, like, man, they really should have rolled the dice on this one, shouldn't they have? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I had two more, is what I had. Actually, technically three. I had two more as well. Okay, which ones did you have, Matt? Uh, well, the first one I had was Fantastic Four Life Story. Ah, one. I finished that right before I started. So did I. <laughs> Man, this this one was a real different beast than Spider-Man. You could tell Mark Russell very. was like, "Man, I better not copy anything Zdarsky did." <laughs> it's very different in that uh, it felt more like uh, like the opening of like a movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This this is a spec script, no doubt about yeah. it. This is a yeah. spec script for a Fantastic Four movie. A pretty interesting spec script, by the yeah. way, that hops through the decades. We start in 1961 because 61 was the release of the very first Fantastic Four comic, so naturally you have to start there. Mm-hmm. Reed getting recruited by Kennedy to try and make the fourth and final uh, craft in their space race against the Russians. Yeah, who have already just who've just gotten into space. And, uh, yeah, they, he wants them to get to the moon before, before the Ruskin, Russians do. Yeah, oh, we got to win that space race, everyone. Because, again, it's the Atomic Age. It's the Silver Age of comics. This is all very much the time when this was made and what, you know, spawned. And it also makes a lot of sense, too, because the first family is all about, you know, like, science and understanding and knowledge and education and pushing further and farther and everything. And uh, Reed, uh, at every turn in this book, seems to, like, get shut down by people who aren't nearly as smart as him and people who are jealous of his big brain. Yeah, yeah. For first coming in, in Dr. Jones, this guy who's kind of bitter that he got passed over for mm-hmm. Reed and his design so they shut him down uh for for, because the antimatter fuel they were using has been tested and could cause all sorts of trouble i uh i was positively shocked to find out that dr ricardo jones is actually a character from fantastic four comics yeah oh that's cool he was in one two-part story from 1966 and literally what he does in this book is what he did in that story Oh, that's awesome. I thought he was just going to be like, oh, it's going to be revealed this is actually the, uh, Victor Von Doom or something. I, I thought that too, or like, uh, what is it, the Puppet Master or something, and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. wow, what a, what a fucking weird... Of all the 60s Fantastic Four villains they could have gone with, Russell went with the deepest deep cut possible, and I'm like, well, I guess you have to, because again, you're going to do Galactus, and you're going to do Doctor Doom, and probably Annihilus later, so take your time. Yeah. <laughs> is what he does, and uh, some pretty different versions of the Fantastic Four in this universe. Uh, you know, Sue is treated much more like an equal to Reed in this series than she was in the original books. Yeah, yeah, she's the one who uh, kind of designed the craft that he was uh, building. Yeah, he's like, oh, I wish I could do it with you, honey, and everything, but, uh, you know, you're busy in your own scientific uh, endeavors. And she's the one, too, when uh, Jones fucks up his plot, she's like, well, why don't you just do it? If you believe in it so much, I believe in you. Why don't you just do it? <laughs> yeah yeah see i thought when when reed was saying it's like I, I wish i could do it with you i took that as like uh sort of like a, a play on like you know the 60s oh she's a woman she's ah, less than of sort of yeah 
you know, sort of thing. And it, it, it very well could be. It very, yeah. could be both. Well, as we see later in the book where it's like, oh, yeah, and uh, in between being superheroes and celebrities, uh, the Invisible Woman also fought for, like, civil rights and women's suffrage and everything. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. They they yeah. don't do as much of that in this book as they did in Spider-Man where, like, Spider-Man was there for, like, every important moment in American history. This, <laughs> this book, shockingly, it really focuses more on the Fantastic Four out of their superhero guises. Yeah, well, again, it's like uh, when you think of Fantastic Four, you think, oh, it's the first family. It's, you know, yeah. the, this this lovable family uh, that's together fighting crime, where it's mm-hmm. like here, it's like they're, they're not a family, like, at all. No. Like, like uh, Ben hates uh, Reed for what Reed did to him, and will yeah. only sort of, like, pretend to be a group just because of what it does to, like, America and the world. Like, it... Yeah. it brings them hope and everything but like behind closed doors they fucking hate each other yeah it's like it's all a fake it's all a front and i'm like oh you know is that russell doing a bit of commentary on the 60s and the clean shiny veneer and everything ultimately Mm -hmm. being fake and hollow and everything Uh, by the end of the story they seemingly come closer together but yeah it's an interesting take to be like yeah what if reed and ben weren't best friends right out of the gate what if they had to become that yeah and what if like uh like johnny storm was like literally a kid literally a kid yeah he's not just a kid sidekick type he absolutely 100 percent is to where reed's like no we're not taking a fucking kid with us yeah yeah and yeah the only reason johnny comes is because he blackmails reed and says Ooh. like well if i don't come i'll just call call nasa up and tell them <laughs> i'm gonna call nasa yeah that's a pretty pretty dope move pretty fun and honestly <laughs> johnny kind of drops out of the story at a point it's really yeah. more about reed and ben yeah yeah well, it, it make makes sense as well since like a big plot point of the story is about Reed. Like when when they got their powers through the mm. cosmic rays, he caught a glimpse of of uh, Galactus, and he yeah, doesn't know yeah. what it is, but he knows something is coming for Earth, and uh, they they are in no shape to deal no. with something as this big because not only are they like not technologically advanced, they're you know fighting with each other, and there's Vietnam and civil rights, and and again the team is fighting with each other as well. The, the team is an allegory for America. I, I I love the bit where you know like Kennedy loved Reed and was all like into him because you know f- you know farther faster you know science you know that great uh, speech that uh, was they did in that yeah. DC movie where uh, Kennedy talks about uh, America's yeah. scientific advancements. He goes to talk to Reagan. He's like, well, you know, we're busy having a Vietnam right now, so maybe leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you go deal with your space demon if he if he comes back just give me a call <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll ride out on my horse and shoot him with my six gun and i'm like yeah yeah here's the difference between you know democrats and republicans when it comes to the sciences right <laughs> which again he's not being a straight up dick right he's just being how reagan would normally be and be like well we're too busy bombing asian countries so you know come back <laughs> when you build me a better bomb reed <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, this is an interesting take on Galactus, too, that I don't think we've ever seen before, where he's more like a Lovecraftian horror thing that, like, drives Reed crazy. Yeah, it's a very yeah. interesting take. It's great. Yeah, every time we see him, it's like this giant open moor of a face eating yeah. galaxies. And yeah, it's great. It also ties into the idea, too, where Reed's like, look, maybe the reason none of us on Earth have ever met any aliens before is because every alien planet capable of interstellar travel got eaten by this thing. <laughs> oh, was that LBJ, not Reagan? It looked like Reagan. Didn't it look like Reagan? Yeah, they, they're old white men. Yeah, they're, they're interchangeable there. K- Kennedy, you can never get wrong. 
No, yeah. no, absolutely not. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be Reagan. Yeah, that wouldn't be Reagan. That's fine. I don't have to know American history. I'm Canadian. <laughs> Which is what Americans say to me every time I get one wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure we'll see Reagan later because, again, we saw Kennedy and we saw LBJ. So I'm sure we'll end up seeing, uh, what is it, all the presidents and how they deal with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. How's Clinton going to deal with the Fantastic Four? <laughs> well, you know, you know, Reed, can you make me a better cigar? Well, can you? <laughs> Can you get these stains out, Fantastic Four? Can, <laughs> Can you, you do make that me for the nation? unstainable pants? <laughs> Can you do that for the nation, Reed? You'd really be doing me a solid, buddy. Hey, Sue, <laughs> what are you doing later? <laughs> oh, oh, Bill. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny, this issue, because it's really quite understated at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, again, it's just like a portion of their lives. Yeah, just this is a chapter. I guess, too, it kind of has to be a slow burn because it's like, look, we're not going to do Doctor Doom or Annihilus or any of, like, the big stuff in issue one. That stuff comes later. Yeah, we only get, we get, like, a couple of big things like, like, Reed and Sue's wedding. Uh, and and that, that gives confirmation that, like, the Avengers are around in this universe as well because Captain America and Scarlet Witch and Nick Fury and Tony Stark are all there. Yeah, absolutely um but yeah other than that like yeah i we're going to be moving at a slow pace and again like 70s i imagine like uh like vietnam stuff like that mm, yeah yeah maybe we'll start setting up doom setting up well, we got a quick little one there of the mole man because you know the mole man yeah. was there in the beginning yeah no one gives a shit about the mole man so he's Ooh. easily defeatable he is easily away. easily defeatable i wonder if we're going to see any other heroes in this story because no other aliens makes me wonder hmm I wonder. Because, like, obviously, Reed and the Fantastic Four were characters in Spider-Man life story, but this is not the same universe and not the same anything. Yeah, Peter Parker is in this issue, though. He's taking photos at their wedding. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I don't think it's it's the same one. Wouldn't that be interesting, a Marvel universe where the Fantastic Four are the only heroes? Yeah, well, again, like, Captain America and all that are there. Oh yeah, that's right. They are too. God, I've—you can tell I just read this one, can't you? I—I've committed none of this to memory. But yeah, there's no like um, uh, the, so far there's no like space aliens or no uh heroes from space or anything. Yeah, that we uh that we can notice so far. But uh, yeah, that's Fantastic Four life story. Very interesting issue. Definitely not what I expected it to be. No, no, and I like that. I, I expected it to be more like uh, the Spider-Man one. Same. Yeah. It, it feels like there was a concerted effort to try and make sure that it wasn't just a repeat of that, which I guess is true because that book covered so much American history already, so you can't just do it again. <laughs> yeah, you can't just, like, do the same events, but just get rid of Peter and put the Fantastic Four in there. Yeah, really, where it's like, well, what did they feel about Vietnam? What did they feel about the Civil War? And da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Because, yeah, they're heroes, so I imagine they wouldn't love it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was that one. Uh, but um what are some other ones I had? Uh, I'll go through these ones really quick. Uh, Daredevil 30 was this week. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so Electra's, uh, you know, harder wheeling and dealing in Hell's Kitchen really comes back and bites her in the ass this issue. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she took in a kid after the end of King and Black, who she's kind of been training to deal with the death of her like parents and everything at the hands of symbiotes. Yep. And so she's like, yeah, you know, you're cool. You can come out with me to go put the scare 
in uh, Hell's Kitchen's newest uh, mob boss, which is, of course, Butchie, Kingpin's illegitimate kid. Yeah. And it's so cute. The kid, Alice, her, her costume of choice is literally just Daredevil's costume from the beginning of the Frank Miller run, where it's just black sweats. <laughs> Only she's tiny, and Electra's like, yeah, this is fine. I'll just, you know, I'll just intimidate the shit out of these gangsters, and nothing bad will happen. Oh, fuck, they actually paid for a hand assassin. Holy shit. <laughs> and I can't kill him the way that I normally would, because I'm trying to be, you know, like a woman of peace and everything, the way Matt wanted. Oh, God, this guy might actually kill me. So the kid takes a gun off one of the henchmen and ends up shooting it. And it's like, oh, good, you know, you saved me, and this was just like a monster filled with dust and smoke and everything. Oh, no, wait, you were a child who was actually going to murder someone. Oh, God, I've been teaching you all the wrong lessons. Oh, fuck, I'm as bad as stick. Holy shit. So that's pretty cool. That, yeah, that sounds pretty coolsome. It is, and it's like, ah, yes, because, you know, we don't see much Daredevil with a sidekick. They tried to do it with Blind Spot, but we never got it all the way. Yeah. And yeah, as the chat's saying, uh, Butchie, who is now in this book, and also the Rose, who has returned in Spider-Man this week, mm -hmm. it'll be interesting if those two characters interact at all. Yeah. Missed opportunity if they don't. Yeah, they have to. They have to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, hey, speaking of that, uh, I had Amazing Spider-Man this week, which, again, is batting more cleanup from, like, the several fucking stories that Spencer finished off in that last giant-sized issue. Yeah, I'm I'm jumping on in this issue. I haven't read this issue yet, but I'm jumping on on this issue. Uh, do you want me to tell you the big thing that happens at the end that yeah. has everyone talking? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so we finally come back to the Carly Cooper story. Carly Cooper, who, you know, was working at the morgue after the yep. big, uh, what is it, graveyard Sin fight with yeah, Kindred? The Sinita stuff, yep. Yeah, at the end of that story, you know, she tried calling Mary Jane, and she's like, oh, you know, I found another body. There was another okay. body there that doesn't belong. And then we went off and did the boomerang stuff, and we never went back to that. Uh, Overdrive, of all people, who kind of started a romantic relationship with her, uh, yep. ki kidnaps Mary Jane from, like, a press junk. It's like, you have to help me. You have to help our mutual friend. She's missing and everything there, and I don't know where she is. And we eventually find out that she is stuck in some sort of dark, dank, mysterious prison, which is crazy. But her cellmate turns out to be Harry Osborn. Mm, okay. But wait, I thought Harry Osborn was Kindred. Oh, and Kindred escapes this issue, too. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, uh-oh. So there's two Harrys, which I think adds further credence to the theory a lot of people had that the Harry in the cell is probably the post-One More Day Harry, and the other one, making a bunch of references to One More Day, is the old Harry. Okay. And a lot of people are like, well, how the hell did that happen? My theory is, and maybe you'll remember, Matt, early on in the Spider-Man run, Spencer did a short story that seemingly went nowhere where Spider-Man and Peter got split for a bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's one of those types of scenarios. Yeah, bringing it all back. Yeah, to something you thought probably wasn't, uh, what is it, important, but apparently it actually was. <laughs> uh, classic Nick Spencer. Yeah, this also closes a lot of, like, plot holes, too, where it's like, no, there was definitely two. Yes, they were capable of being in two places at once. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so there you go. There was definitely probably two. And yeah, assumingly they might get merged into one, as the chat says. And thank you, uh, Office Senaika. Much appreciated. Thank you. Or Office Nike, I guess it is. I'm fucking dyslexic tonight. <laughs> Just for tonight. Or maybe Chameleon is involved, as the chat is saying, too, because the next arc is a Chameleon arc. Yeah, that's a definite possibility. Which, yeah, if we're going back to the Chameleon, that means we got to deal with Teresa the Sister... That guy who stole the future telling device from Peter and yeah. was also a villain, they left that one yeah. on the back burner. 
Yeah, again, I thought I was so sure that was going to come up somewhere in this story. So, yeah, we definitely need to go back to that for a minute. So that's going to be important. And, uh, yeah, oh, Betty Brant rolled back into Spider-Man's life right around the same time that he needs a new apartment because one of his roommates betrayed him and the other one's dating a supervillain. <laughs> and uh, she's pregnant. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and we don't know who the father is. And as someone in the chat mentioned, too, uh, what is it? Uh, when we finished off that clone business... Uh, what is it, uh, the, the guy she was dating, her old love interest, uh, Ned Leeds, was like, oh, you know, you, you gotta save Betty, you gotta protect Betty, and that looked like it wasn't going anywhere, and maybe now it's going mm -hmm. somewhere. Nice. Also, Flash Thompson is back to life, too, and he was also dating her, so I wonder. Ooh. Oh, yeah, Clairvoyant was his name, thank you. Yes. Also, too, Jonah says he's looking for a brand new superhero right now because Spider-Man dissolved his deal with threats and menaces. <laughs> Because, you know, friggin' Jonah always has the best frickin' taste when it comes to, what is it, getting new hero types, right? Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> Scorpion, <laughs> Spider Slayers, <laughs> any number <laughs> of other things that he was involved in. <laughs> but yeah, so this, again, it wasn't even really so much a story as it was just, hey, let's finish off some of these storylines yeah, before we start a new one. Finishing up, shoring stuff off, yeah. A lot of, lot of that. But yeah, if you wanted to get back in, Matt, now's probably a good time to get back in because it's going to be all chameleon and shit from here by the looks of it. Excellent, excellent. So now now is definitely the time. Excellent. Um, Well, we were talking about uh, Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer also wrote a Superman story this week. Oh, shit, no kidding. Yeah, he had a he had a story in Superman uh, Red and Blue issue three. Oh, yeah, and it, it's yeah, it's probably one of my favorite stories I've ever read of well, Superman. That's good. Um, all the stories in in this in this issue were fucking fantastic. Um, but his story was really great. His story is about uh, Superman inviting a bunch of children from a uh, like an orphanage, like mm. where kids where kids go when they don't have a family right. sort of home to. Uh, the Fortress of Solitude. Um, since this, since as uh, Nick posits through the stories, like Superman doesn't really have a lot of memories of his his home, his parents. Because mm, um, uh, the, the story starts off on Krypton, where uh, Lara and Jor-El hoped they would have had more time with their son, because now he's not going to have any memories of them. He's only going to have brief flashes of who they were and everything and they that they, they, they give him like a red stuffed toy just to hope in hopes that, that he'll remember them through it um but yeah uh superman uh, brings these kids there in hopes that uh they don't they'll have something to have have a memory of and uh remember and he he want he doesn't want them to turn like him which is someone who's alone uh, he's mm. the last son of krypton mm. um and as as they're all, they're all having fun and everything, and and uh, Toy Man ends up uh, tracking these children because he gave them like he donated toys anonymously ah, to them. Damn and you, tracked Toy the, Man! Tracked the toys to the uh, to the Arctic Circle where the uh, fortress is because he wants to break into Superman's forbidden vault. And um, the kids are all like, "Oh, what's in the vault? I heard it's Doomsday, and he feeds Doomsday <laughs> the bones of the people he puts in the Phantom Zone." And I heard it. I heard it's gold kryptonite, and we're going to steal the gold kryptonite and be, you know, rich and never have to work again, and all that sort of stuff. Those are some fun deep cuts, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, Toy Man attacks, and like uh, the, one of the ch children's little toys tries to like kill them, so Superman has to destroy it. And at the end, the kid wouldn't stop crying because the toy got destroyed. So Superman Aww. decides, I've got something that can help. And he opens the vault, and the only thing in the vault is that red stuffed toy. 
Aww. that his parents gave him and he ends up passing it on to this child and it's this idea that uh, a memory that's kind of bad for him you know the destruction of his his uh, home world and the last remnants of his family and everything he's going to pass that on to someone else in hopes that they can make a good memory out of it that's really nice again that speaks to yeah. something i've said forever and that is you know superman superhero comics in general you know the lifeblood of them is the joy and wonder of children and i think that is so often forgotten by modern writers and that is like look <laughs> if the batman superman spider-man stories you're writing aren't appealing to children in any way you're kind of fucking up yeah 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 and again, that's a lot of the comics I really love right now, I would not recommend to a kid, which is a shame, and they should probably try and fix that in some regard, mm -hmm. shouldn't they? Yeah, like absolutely. Again, not everyone has to be for children, but like most kids should be able to pick up Superman, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And again, like, I, I'd say like all the stories in these books so far are ones that kids could pick up. Like there's stuff there for like more adult people and everything in these stories. Um, but yeah, I think most of them are like, you could definitely give them to a kid and they'd appreciate them. That's why the anthology is a good format and probably also why yeah. that color series is doing so well. Oh, absolutely. Because again, you can put it in front of more people and you know, it's cool from an artistic standpoint, not just a writing standpoint. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. So is that everything this week, Matt? Is that all there is to talk about? That's everything. All right. And hey, we're almost at our 1.30 time anyway. So again, thank you so much, everyone, for coming out and watching this show live. Again, if you did, if you're one of the 40, at one point, I think 50 plus people who did that, guess what? You get the special honor of getting to see the video version of this show because this is going to be an off week for the channel. And if you want to see the video version again, you got to be a $5 patron member is what you got to be. We will be re-releasing the audio version of this show at some point next week probably before the next episode is how i'm probably going to drop it yeah so check that out again if you're not following us on soundcloud itunes google podcast or there's probably other places i'm on that i'm forgetting we're we're on a lot of podcast apps everyone i know someone said hey are you gonna get on spotify maybe man it took me a hundred plus episodes just to get on itunes man this is very difficult <laughs> it's not so difficult though i actually put capes and quests on a thing called anchor for the first episode and like literally they put it everywhere for you yeah the the downside is is you don't get to put tags or anything in it and i think they like yeah. force some ads at some point to it but still yeah. they put it everywhere it's almost fucking worth it just for that yeah they don't do itunes though you got to do itunes on your own and itunes is a fucking thing because <laughs> if you're on a regular computer you gotta go and you gotta remember your fucking password you picked a hundred years ago <laughs> for the stores it's goddamn now i need an assistant is what i need i need to go to a college and get an underpaid assistant and an intern <laughs> it's what i need i need to start taking advantage of that like all the evil ceos of the world do <laughs> is what i'm saying everyone and on that note i think we can officially start bringing the show to a close can't you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> all right everyone thank you so much for coming and showing up much appreciated and we will be back again next week and if you're seeing the show on youtube that means it's, it's two weeks from now yeah Hopefully that'll do something for the algorithm on the channel. We can only hope so. Hopefully, hopefully. All right, everyone. Bye-bye. Happy Sunday, everyone. See you, everyone. <laughs>